Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great This old-time radio program was originally aired loud, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite... Season 1, Episode 9, How Does It Feel? Welcome, everyone, to episode nine of season one of the Juggalo Rewind podcast. My name is Peter, and I am here with. I just figured I always introduce you, so maybe you shouldn't introduce yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward silence from Chris. Hi, I'm here. (laughs) Thank you for waking up. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make things a little different here, and that's what I get for it. You lobbed me a softball, and I missed it. (laughs) literally asked you what your name was. <laughs> I was reading lyrics. All right. This is the Juggalo Rewind. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Juggalo RWD. You can find us on Facebook. You can email us at Juggalo RWD at gmail.com. You can go to our website. It's Juggalo Rewind.com. We have a nice little player on there where you can listen to these episodes and if you're not listening there you're probably listening on spotify apple any of those podcasting uh systems if we'll you get will. you up on youtube eventually guys we'll get there if you may already be listening to this on there if you're listening in the future or not i don't know if you're listening on apple don't forget to give us a little uh, review five stars if you will helps us climb the charts of the juggalo uh what do you call it I don't know, not algorithm. I was trying not to use that word. Yeah. <laughs> show up in your feed uh, higher in the Juggalo feeds? Maybe. You I search, don't know. search on Juggalo and we'll be on the top of the list. Maybe. There's a, there's a couple in there and there there's some goodies, but we want to try to be, you know, at the top of that list. It's not a competition, but for us it's a competition. <laughs> and while you're on our social medias, don't forget that there's three ways that you can enter our contest to win the copy of Most Tasteless on vinyl. You can give us five-star review on Apple. We'll find you as long as you put your name or you know how we can find you. Right. Because you, you'll just... <laughs> I've seen one, and there's just no way for me to figure out who, who you are. So if you win, we're going to have some trouble finding you. That's uh, entry number one. Entry number two is retweeting the pinned tweet on Twitter. Right. And then... Uh, Obviously, I think you have to follow us and like that post so we can track you. And then the third way is to find the post on Instagram about the contest, tagging a friend, liking us, following us, all in the name of spreading the word, tell someone. Even if you don't want the vinyl, tag someone, share with someone, pass it along, share it on Facebook, because there's not many people you know on Facebook, you know, we're not, we're not out there, so share it somewhere, at least once, spread the word. We try to uh, spread the word on Facebook when we can on the different groups. You got the uh, Psychopathic Museum. That's true. There's a few there. groups. There's a. Uh, <laughs> it's been mentioned in another episode, but uh, Rex and I, and also Bob and I, were uh, in the <laughs> ICP chat room on AOL, 
And there's actually a group with all the people who used to oh, be really? in that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's it's pretty cool. real funny. But <laughs> it's very rare that people post on there, but... Because most people are already friends and in other groups anyway, but okay. it's funny that there's just a random group just for that. <laughs> yeah, so there, there's little niches out there for uh, for us to dig into, but share it with all your friends wherever you can, and we appreciate it. Juggalo or non-juggalo, however you uh, want to objectify yourself, <laughs> call yourself as such. We're here for all of you, whether you're a brand new fan or you've been. Uh, a juggle Old geezer like us chasing down uh, two crazy devil tapes, as we discussed a few episodes back. <laughs> yeah, you could be uh, <laughs> you can be listening to basement cuts, or you could be seeing Twisted at uh, the Riff Fest for the first time, <laughs> like the man in the Bad Company T-shirt. <laughs> he loved it. I I could tell he was feeling it. He's like, I'm picking that CD up. Hey, it's on CD. Why wouldn't you say that? Old school CD style, too, that new album. Yeah, they got it. We're dating ourselves, not timestamping. I think it's okay. We (laughs) should have talked about this earlier. We can timestamp. There's enough people here that listen to us live. Uh, Not live, but as we put them out. So if you're listening to us currently, as we're putting them out, we thank you. If you're listening to us in the future and you're catching up, you know, there's... A lot of good content here, so go back, listen to the old episodes. Don't just listen to episodes about songs that you think you like. <laughs> hey, don't don't skip the intro and the smoke breaks. No. There's, there's still some content in there for you. Yeah, <laughs> I know is. a lot of people just hit the main songs. <laughs> yeah, we found that very early on, that we think people are just hitting songs they want to hear about, but... Well, this is one they might want to hear, though, so... That's true. Maybe uh, we're getting some some... Big numbers on this one, because we're going to put our heart and soul into it, as we do every episode. So, as you know, at at the Juggalo Rewind, we take a CD, or an album, as Chris likes to call it, we go through it song by song, and we deep dive into nonsense and stuff that no one else wants to listen to or talk about. This episode, we are talking about the song, How Does It Feel, by Twisted, from Most Tasteless. Are you ready to uh, deep dive? Because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. On Let's this get one. going. Get the shovel. Get the pick. Get the axe. Let's get digging. What? I had no idea where you were going with that. <laughs> I'm like, is that like the first lyric that I don't understand? It <laughs> was, was a uh, Rod Marinelli reference from the Lions more than anything. <laughs> yeah, we need to do more Detroit references. And that's, <laughs> that's my pick one. is strong. My will is outstanding. What the hell he said as he melted down. <laughs> If anyone uh, you know, is not from the Metro Detroit area, a common theme is a new Lions coach, like two, three years in, we'll have a meltdown Two, moment. three years in? I think this year we've had two, three games in, and we have a meltdown already. Oh, he hasn't melted down. I feel like he's 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 just a lunatic to begin with, a current Lions coach. But like, Didn't he say, like, we're not talking about the fucking same old Lions? <laughs> <laughs> That's just him, though. Like... When he breaks down, he'll be like just sad and quiet, like because he's he's already a hundred miles an hour. Every Lions coach has a breakdown, and it's the best moment watching the press conference when a Lions coach breaks down, and you can see they become lionized <laughs> in the garbage can, like every Lions season. <laughs> Big Blaze knows he does now. He's a fan. We've talked to him about Lions. <laughs> we were ready to start a uh, sports podcast with them, and he was all in. With he his was cafe mocha outside at Astronomicon this year. <laughs> he said that when we asked him about uh, preseason Lions, he straight up said, "Most of these guys are going to be baristas in a couple of weeks." 
It's like, oh, that's that's accurate. So, all right, how do we? Get, how do Where we get, do we go? We didn't even start this episode, and we're talking about the lions. Jesus. All right, we are talking. How does it feel from "Most Tasteless" by Twisted? Producer on this song, guess who? <laughs> My M- man, Mister Scott Sumner. This is definitely a a trend here, but we talk about that in every episode too. That. Scott Sumner definitely finds his way throughout the CD and happens to be on a lot of good songs. So that's good. Yeah, this one in my mind was the Mike Clark one for whatever reason, and uh, which makes no sense because it's not on the reissue, as we as you're going to get to in a minute here. Yes, uh, I mean, am I wrong? Do you want to check my uh, check my work on that? But I'm I'm pretty confident. Chris is going to uh, double check that. He's too lazy to get up and look at the actual fucking CD, so he's looking online, because everything online is accurate. Where am I going to find the CD? It's buried in my uh, collection back there. Uh, why would we leave it out? Anyways, I'm moving it, it, on. Chris it is come. on the uh, the reissue. You see, you were wrong. What? <laughs> it was track seven on the reissue. See, I knew I was... Uh, are you sure? <laughs> Pause. <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, <laughs> Chris was right. I was wrong, even though we didn't even get to that point, but... It was just in the uh, the notes we have the, the yes. shared notes. Yeah, we uh, I I printed the wrong sheet, so I I was half right, half wrong. We fixed it before we got further in. Yes, I just but, like that I get to call you out for a change. Yeah, but not before Chris can call me out on making a mistake. <laughs> we didn't even get to that point yet, so I don't even know. Let's start over. We got to get the time. We we're on Scott Sumner. Yes, Jesus, Scott time. Sumner. You're the one that called out <laughs> that you did my usual move where you say that. I said it felt like a Mikey Clark beat, and then I go, wait a minute. Yeah. Got to do a Mikey Clark here. Did you? We talked about it. We did double check that it was a Scott Sumner song, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is a Scott Sumner song. That's what I thought. Time on this track on the original, as we'll get into, three minutes and forty-three seconds. Pretty long, boy. But all of them. The entire album is uh, in that three to four minute range. You know, all. Not long, but they get they're getting they're stretching it. They're you know they, they're they're feeling themselves. They're puffing their chests out. <laughs> they also have a super long ass intro on this song. True. So that could be why. cool intro though. Oh man, uh, next week's episode has a real long intro. <laughs> Not a cool intro. <laughs> real depressing. Very uncomfortable. And, yeah. Very depressing. <laughs> Gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies <laughs> to think about it. Anyways. <laughs> This song comes in at uh, just under four minutes. It is track number nine on the original Most Tasteless. That's why we are episode number nine. And it clocks in at number seven on the island reissue, as Chris so uh, eloquently uh, shoved up my ass five minutes ago. (laughs) That's the next episode. (laughs) Stay tuned, everyone. (laughs) So this uh, is a rare Sumner song that made it to the... The land of the island. This, yeah, there's a five Sumner songs on the island release, but this is the only one, according to Wikipedia, just just credited to Sumner for whatever reason. I don't know. Wikipedia, you can't trust. Yeah, no, we have to pull out the book for that. (laughs) 
deep dive, but the other ones are listed as Twisted and Sumner. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know what the difference between that would be. Well, it goes back to a little, a little hint skis of uh, Sumner. That he doesn't like do it from scratch. He's given they bring the, stuff, so maybe this one was all by scratch then. That's giving too much credit to whoever edited the Wikipedia, unless yeah. Scott himself was editing the Wikipedia. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just edited someone's Wikipedia today, so I think anyone can do right. it. Then. But mine was uh, truthful and honest. So, All right, um, the history of this track. It was on the uh, quote-unquote demo tape that uh, J- Jamie Madrox and Monoxide gave to ICP. And it was played on the House of Horrors tour. It, as a matter of fact, it was the first track that they played on their set. Is a great one to open with. You think so? Yeah. I, it, so I just watched it today as a little reference just to make sure my notes were right. Mm-hmm. Fucking Chris, making sure my <laughs> notes were right. And it's weird that they played the intro... You know, it's like, oh, twisted, chainsaw, screaming. And then you're used to, like, the record scratches. Heavy pounding song to open with for sure gets everyone fired up. Um, yes, so <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> that means move along. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, I don't think we've noted it on earlier episodes, but we mentioned that it was lore, or you know, a random juggalo rumor, if you will, of those three songs that were on the demo. Mm-hmm. And in our research, while we're doing these uh these episodes through the season we just wanted to reiterate that we found that because violent j talks about it in his book beyond bah, beyond the paint behind the paint um <laughs> beyond the freak show <laughs> or he talks about when twisted came to them with three songs and he mentions what three they are and how does it feel was one of them we got together with them and they gave me a demo of three songs they had already made. Secondhand Smoke, Die Motherfucker Die, and How Does It Feel? I was sold, 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 sold instantly when I heard it. We've used that as a reference, and we just wanted to... You just like keep mentioning Beyond the Paint. It's Behind the Paint. What did I say? <laughs> you beyond? said Beyond the Paint. <laughs> no, we're both doing it. Uh, what are you insinuating there? Well, you like had to like sign my copy because you're in it. You're like, hey, let me sign this for you. I'm like, you didn't write it. You think you're uh, juggling a road to over here. You think I'm hot shit? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we haven't mentioned that in the past. But, uh, yes, if you uh, go uh, put this on pause, whatever you're, wherever you're listening to this, in your home office, in your car. In your library where your behind the paint is sitting on the <laughs> It's behind the paint. <laughs> Go find your book, crack it open, and right at the beginning there where it has all the credits, you will see my name. I am a thanked in, in Behind the Paint. For it, what? What did you do? Uh, I contributed. What the fuck it, does that mean? It says, uh, special <laughs> thanks to Rob Bruce, 
and me. <laughs> we are in the, the special thanks. So Talk about kiss ass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not kiss ass. That's just me. Keep calling me that. You're literally kiss ass. I'm just I'm just asking questions of why things might have happened. That's all. Yes. I'm not speculating. I'm just, you know, trying to figure it out. I'm a investigative, investigative journalist. journalist. <laughs> well, so am I. And I you're get, a juggalo royalty, huh? I've, gotcha. I've never used the word juggalo royalty. My behind the paint is signed by you and not Violent J for whatever reason. <laughs> I've never actually signed someone's behind the paint, but... Now I you should. can. Now if you find me, I will show you where my name is. And <laughs> that's just one little... Uh, one little nugget in our juggalo history that we haven't dropped Cracking on everyone. the shell of yes. who, who we Peter are. Is. <laughs> and that's one thing. So I will always mention that whenever the book comes into a conversation. Like, hey, did you ever notice uh, who's in there? It'll yeah, all be mine. explained in the book. <laughs> Jesus, you are just full of references and lyrics. <laughs> Jumping and, ahead. Seasons. <sighs> all right. Obviously, we have no guests, so we don't have to talk about that. We're just going to jump right into the song if you are ready. Ready to roll. Um, I think we're going to go a little bit out of order here just because of how the song presented itself within Juggalo history. Uh, before we get to the actual lyrics of the song, we kind of touched on the history of it, but let's talk about where it popped up before. Well, I shouldn't even say that. It didn't pop up before. God, this is weird. What a weird mm. fucking song. It was on Most Tasteless, the original. And then it was also found on Fatter Whack. That's where I feel like I've uh, I've known it from. I experienced it. That was the first time you heard yeah. it? Because we've talked about that in the past, that Fatter Whack is your... Uh, That's my intro to Twisted. That was there, and then obviously that was promoting uh, Jekyll Brothers and the reissue Most mm-hmm. Tasteless. So... You may have... Uh, I need to re-listen to that, because... So it's that, Secondhand Smoke, and Die Motherfucker. Is it the, all the three demos that are on the Fatter Whack? That's a good question. You're looking at the spreadsheet right now, aren't you? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's the case, but you're about to tell us. And I'm about to look at fucking Minoru Suzuki and fucking Eddie <laughs> Kingston cutting a promo, and it's, oh my god... <laughs> Well, now I can stick it up Chris's ass. That <laughs> Man, that's a drop you don't need. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, not that I was right, but that he wasn't uh, totally accurate. While this was on Fatter Whack, as we mentioned, it wasn't all demo songs that were on there because they were promoting uh, the island version, so they threw on Rock the Dead on there, too. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, that is a banger. We, it we, is. We, all three of them hit hard. Well, they needed to put all their best their best foot forward, right? So that's, that everyone could thinking about it then you only have one uh, Mike Clark track on that. It's kinda kinda wild. Much props to Sumner. Showing up twice on the Fatter Wax sampler. Yeah, you know, they throw him a bone by putting him on the free C D. <laughs> but not on the <laughs> They not didn't on throw the, him something else. <laughs> <laughs> not on the C D that uh they took all of his songs off of. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's for another day that we'll talk about, but yeah, as we said, uh, obviously these were in both most tasteless, and you got introduced to it if you were listening to the Fat or Whack tape or CD. Um, now that we know the history of it, let's dive right into the lyrics. If okay. You want to go in that direction? The old deep dive. Do we have a a theme song for the deep dive? We need. We yeah. We need. 
moving forward as we you know get accustomed, get our groove, we need a little uh, intros, I think, for some of these sections. Deep dive. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I don't think that's dun, it. Dun, deep dive. We could find some something. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, no, we won't. We'll just talk our way through it. All right. How does it feel? Um, we start with this uh, sample, which we are trying to dig up to see if we could actually find if this was really from something because it feels like it's from an old time radio program. Yeah, like a radio serial, like a War of the Worlds type thing. Uh, like maybe not from the War of the Worlds. You know, obviously not the original one, but like if they re aired it like yeah. in the seventies or eighties, like that audio was over. For a plate, I don't know. It definitely sounds like they took it from something, but maybe they just. Uh, There's a lot of know. like you. If you go to like a thrift store or like an old lady's garage sale, <laughs> she got a lot of vinyls. <laughs> a lot of vinyls of like always. Uh, you find the best of JFK speeches, <laughs> like sounds of the fucking military. Like there's always these compilation, you know, weird things or like. I have a few, which it could even be from this. I've never listened to it. I have a vinyl of be great. of the best uh, like radio broadcast from of, a certain era. Of Bob Eufer? <laughs> I have those. <laughs> we play those every beginning of November before <laughs> Ohio State season kicks off. But, nonetheless. Before Ohio State season yeah, kicks off. November is when you get ready for Ohio State. You start preparing for Easter. Or Spe- Easter for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Speaking of getting prepared to get fucked in the ass. Yeah. Getting prepared for that. Luckily, last year I was canceled. Didn't have to deal with it. <laughs> Didn't count. Didn't but happen. Yeah, this feels like it's from, throw me off track, from a record, <laughs> an album, a vinyl of like old radio broadcasts, old radio serials, and that was the intro to it from like the 70s. I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just letting you uh, wax Get poetic. Get worked up by Ohio State over here. <laughs> yeah, you're you're breaking a sweat. Are you okay? Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. It's, it's early. It's not even... Uh, the Michigan football season has not been uh, started that that deeply yet, and Chris has already worked As we out. record this, it's in a September, which is a Heisman season for Michigan. Usually Michigan tears it up in September. October, solid. And he kind of trail off in the November. It's it very dark and disturbing. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Kind of like this album as we get to the second half here. It starts to get dark and disturbing. Yeah, but... Uh, That's Mi- for next week. The Michigan season doesn't get as sexual as the CD guys. If they win, it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. I thought we were going to... I'm about twisted here. Yeah. We haven't even mentioned their name, I don't think, in 20 minutes. <laughs> we were trying to dissect this intro, which I was saying sounds like it's from a real yeah, recording somewhere. It doesn't sound like they to, made it for this. I know. I'm going to have to edit the shit out of this. You've said that like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get it. It's from something. Or it's not. I don't know. Either one. <laughs> I'm trying to go back on course. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> You're doing a terrible job of it. <laughs> All right, so uh, interesting that they start with the intro, and then they jump right into the chorus. That doesn't really happen very often. Usually you get a... No, it's true. I never even thought of it that way. Usually you get a verse, but maybe you don't. Maybe as I just notice it here, and I'm not like... Uh, no, not I, this is the only one I could think of that does it. And then after that, we jump right into Jamie Madrox's verse. Looking through his, uh, his lyrics here, uh, it is interesting... Sometimes we know when they call each other, you know, by their twisted names or they say Bones and Hectic. Interesting that this is a Sumner song, so we assume that it was written slash recorded before they signed or, you know, right at the era that they signed. And he definitely mentions Twisted by name in the song. See, maybe that's why my brain thinks it's a 
Mikey Clark track. Maybe. Um, no, they don't say that. It's not like he's saying that's the name, though. It just he he's could just be saying himself. twisted. Yeah. That's true. I, well, we'll get to that. But in the Monoxide verse, he definitely says me and Madrox. Okay. So the, the, who knows? Regardless, that's uh, it's in that gray area that some of our tracks uh, fall into. The HOK versus psychopathic sound slash era. Uh, we've talked about this in other episodes, but Madrox definitely dropped some uh, horror movies slash supernatural kind of lines here, talking about uh, Dracula and Nosferatu and Nightbreed. Yeah, a lot of horror references yeah. here. Not Pavarotti. Pavarotti's not <laughs> fatter than Pavarotti. <laughs> pops me. <laughs> we we don't do this enough, but I would assume. Maybe the younger Juggalos don't know who Pavarotti is. Is that possible? Uh, yeah, I bet. Um, I bet so, a lot of people don't. I mean, so he is. Uh, now I'm going to explain it horribly. He's just a famous <laughs> opera singer, yeah, right? Is that big fat guy? He's not alive anymore, right? Well, Can't be. Was he one of the four tenors? Yeah, didn't he play? Uh, they played uh, Tiger Stadium. I that it sounds like sounds right. In, in the four tenors, like selling out Tiger Stadium for concerts. <laughs> yeah, but not together. <laughs> There's a tour. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, if anyone wonders, like, if you young juggalos don't don't understand, then that's what we're here for. We're explaining the, uh, what do you call them, the pop culture references. Right. Here. Everyone knows Dracula, but not everyone knows Pavarotti. Yeah, those, uh, right before, the, the the Dracula, Nightbreed, and not, not, he doesn't say Nosferatu, Nosferate. Yeah, is that... Am I stupid? Is that like another reference? Or is that he not talking about what I think he's talking about? I or? thought he was just doing it to rhyme. Like, he was just throwing the... The, the what? Frate, just rhyme with bate. <laughs> That's all was I it, thought he was doing. Was he Tony Schiavone and the Yeti? Yeah, yeah that's definitely what he's doing. Okay. I'm just I mean, maybe I'm wrong that there's some other version where they say that, but I felt he was just twisting the words to, to rhyme. Twisting the words? Yeah. He's kind of kind of cheating a little bit but it sounds sweet as hell yeah that's okay but you got three supernatural dracula vampire movies all there in a row which is fine yeah there was nothing wrong with that which kind of lends to i i sorry we're jumping around here like we always do what is this verse about i was saying this whole song kind of feels like it's about vampires i i think we're gonna get to that at the very end but yeah it's I feel like I've used that a lot lately, the whole, like, supernatural, but it does feel very... <sighs> it, it makes their gimmick more of, like, not that they're zombies or Draculas or whatever, but they're, like, spirits. Like The second, their next album definitely gets that vibe of, like, yeah, like I said, zombie half-dead or whatever, yeah. I don't know, of the undead. Yeah, but this song, like I, we'll get to it. We'll 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 get there when we get to the end. I like how he flows here. I like the lines about like the sin. Did we talk about that in another episode already, or did you already talk about that here? The whole sinister tell the the minister to bless my soul. Like uh, no, it, I, I previous episode I mentioned um, like the re, not religious overtones, uh, but very, just like uh, macabre, dark. Like, yeah, religious, but like. Uh, a cult almost like uh it's religious but it's not like holy religious it's like dark and kind of eerie religious right. i forgot which track it was but we referenced that a few episodes back he talks about a right i just want to make sure i felt like we just talked about it i didn't know if it was on <laughs> this one or not 
But yeah, it's it, again. I I can't really. All his lyrics hit with the with the music very well. Like sinister, tell the minister. Like you know, yeah, like, his his flow or his you know cadence to yeah. the track is it's a uh, God saying it definitely not Eminem like his his level of yeah like, no, he, he follows the beat is fucking insane but like he kind of hits that too like, he of all the um, Juggalo artists Madrox I feel like hits that. Very well on these yeah, his, tracks. Yeah, his uh, I don't want to say he's the most hip hop of the four, but yeah, his flow is definitely the most. He unique knows how to ride one. the track the best out of the group. Mm, look at you. <laughs> is uh, no, I could be totally off, and I always think I know what these songs are about, or I'm like reading through them before I start recording this, and then I get totally thrown off once we start recording. Is he talking about like being possessed? And having like a not a séance, what do you call it? When the exorcism, uh, yeah, is that like where he's going with that? Yeah, it kind of feels that way. I don't know. I just uh, that lends towards the very end of the song. I'm just trying to figure out, like you said, if they're like vampire like. <laughs> is it more of like yeah, possession vamp or vampire? But yeah, de- definitely like you said, a spirit or something is uh, controlling him. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to. Uh, how to feel about that i just came up with that as as we're doing this so i don't know if i'm right or wrong but if uh, regardless it's very spooky very spooky horror the themed for yeah. sure that's it, why i dig it if anyone uh, wants to correct us just the, as usual you know you can do it anytime you can always email us or you know mostly we're on instagram uh, sometimes people correct us on twitter but uh Definitely when we make posts about each episode, feel free to jump on in the conversation and maybe uh, you have a different view on different uh, lyrics or how we're reading different things and we'd, we'd love to hear your opinions. So. This feels like the first song of, uh, we, we talk about them having uh, a certain sound, certain type of songs moving forward. This is like the, like a horror movie song, kind of like a Home Shabom or what the fuck that one song's called. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that song was called. <laughs> do you know what song I'm talking about? Though? I do. Like, um, what's the other one on? Uh, is it Wicked? The, like the one with the music video where they're both like serial killers, ha 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 ha, or whatever. Yeah. Like they have a lot of those like horror movie. Like you listen to the song and you read lyrics, and it's like you're you're in a horror movie. Like they describe it very well, mm-hmm. even though we can't decide if this is zombies or fucking <laughs> vampires or possession. Yeah, it it's... feels like you're like when you listen to it, you could definitely. Any three of those scenarios, you could like play it out in your mind like a movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Describe it very well. But like we've said in other episodes, it's not, it doesn't like tell a straight story. No. It's very. Um, uh, it paints a picture, but it doesn't tell a story. If you, yeah. if you can, but maybe that's, follow the difference. Maybe that's why it works well. Is you could you could fill in the blanks yourself if you sit there with the headphones on in the dark. You know, listen yeah. To it. If you think this is about a horror movie, or if you think this is about being possessed, or you think it's just about you know, random spooky shit. It's however you want to take it, right? Mm-hmm. Again, half the song is the beat, right? Like, we always kind of, not eliminate that, but we don't talk about it enough. You're at a show for ICP on the House of Horrors tour, and this starts up. You're not just like, oh, wow, those lyrics are cool. Like, Yeah, the music's the beat, catching you. It's it just has to catch you, and... <laughs> And part of the music is the way they flow with it. You know, you can't just be totally off beat or, you know, it has to oh, all yeah. go together. You've been, we've been to plenty of, 
especially Juggalo shows, <laughs> plenty of openers with some heavy bass music. We're like, that sounds all right. That sounds kind of... And then they start rapping. You're like, oh, fuck, this is a, it, it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah, and this definitely isn't. And it's... It, but uh, my point was that, it, uh, you know, the, while the lyrics are good after the fact, that's not what catches people's eye For sure. or ear. So definitely. It's, it's a total package. Like Lex Luger. <laughs> the, <laughs> Uh, do you have anything else with Jamie Madrox's verse here? I don't really have a ton. No, I just enjoy it. Yeah, I don't hate it. I, I like it. I just don't have much to physically say about it. Physically say? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Then we get the chorus again, and we go into Monoxide's verse. Uh, again, I don't have a ton of notes here. Like, Literally, the only things I circled is that he mentions Twisted, although you could argue is that the word twisted or is he calling out their band name mm-hmm. and then it says me and madrox so makes me think this was kind of in between yeah the, the madrox one is what throws me off um this doesn't feel like it was written with that batch that we always talk about those early ones but it you know it had to have been if it was done with scott sumner because all those tracks were were done early on you know right and We've alluded to this in different songs, but or different episodes about different songs, but the psychopathic era songs are very distinct. They're Meat Cleaver and 85 Bucks an Hour and Rock the Dead. Like Those are very clearly like ICP songs that are kind of featuring Twisted. <laughs> this one is a very Madrox and Monoxide heavy song, mm-hmm. which makes me think... It was written before and brought. Again, we don't know. We weren't there, and I'm not trying to disparage anybody, but it just it seems like it was what these two had in mind for their careers before uh, Psychopathic got their claws into them. I mean, if it's on the demo, it has to be, right? But some of these things... Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm sorry. I keep... You're right. And so it's obvious it's yeah, the, well, that it was beforehand. But we, we were... Saying it, it's kind of weird because Madrox twisted. Even like be prepared for the axe, which I I guess that could be anything. But this one feels more psychopathic era twisted than the other ones that we've we've discussed that were from that 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 batch of tracks. Yeah, it's this is a very weird one. This is a throwing off everything that we think we know. Maybe, again, we don't know. Maybe they re-recorded it. Maybe they brought it to the table and... True. And just just like, because it was on the demo doesn't mean it was the final product. Yeah, this version that you hear on the CD doesn't mean it was the version that they brought to Violent J, you know, as a... Which, as we will discuss later, uh, as it cuts off and we, we finally hear the final, you know, yeah. not even the final version because that cuts off as well, but yeah... <laughs> Well, you're just jumping all around. I'm just saying, I think that lends to the the story of who knows what the original actually even sounded like when they came with the demo of this. Um, I guess when you go back and watch the House of Horrors thing, that's something we can go back and rewatch again. Is does it sound any different? Does some of the lyrics change yeah, at all? Is it just the two versions or the two verses? Yeah, who knows? It's hard. It's, it's hard to say watching the old footage too because it's so grainy, <laughs> so grainy and, and sometimes you can't understand a word they're saying, but. Yeah, uh, home videos from 1998 aren't exactly on your iPhone 13. There's like you were sneaking in a goddamn camcorder. As long as Hex Murder isn't in the St. Hedger's Hall, <laughs> you better be careful. That, <laughs> we that, spotted that before. That was at uh, that was at Alvin's. 
wasn't it? Or was that at the shelter? I thought it was at St. Andrews, and he was up in the balcony and like pointed down and like bum rushed the crowd. No, I feel like it happened multiple times. <laughs> uh, this is just us usually talking about stories and not letting everyone know <laughs> what's what we're going on. About. Quick story: We were at a. Yeah, I could look on my list. We haven't talked about <laughs> my list in a while. Yeah, there was a. Was it a proof show? I think it was the Proof show. That, that's what I'm thinking of. Where Proof, obviously, a local rapper. The uh, Return to the Hip Hop Shop show? Or? Yes, part of D12, uh, Eminem's Hype Man, had a show. Um, a bunch of, you know, all of D12 came out, did some songs. Eminem came out and did the last two songs with them. And there was a guy in front of us that was recording the entire time. And A his battery light started flashing as soon as Eminem <laughs> came on. And I'm like, you dumb asshole. You recorded this whole show and then didn't get what you wanted. And uh, famed, I don't even know, what's his job title? Hex Murder. He was just bouncer slash producer slash, yeah, he's just, he's there. And he pushed what seemed to be 500 people with one mighty shove. He was like, uh, who was that old, uh, um, Alabama running back who won the Heisman, who was just a hoss. That's uh, what he he ran through the crowd, <laughs> stiff arm like Derrick Henry, and just blow through everyone to get to that camcorder and smashed it. Yeah, he. <laughs> it was crazy how he pushed everyone with one mighty swing. We were terrified of him at the time. Yeah, so I still would be. Uh, Hex is doing better now. He has had a lot of uh, health problems, but I think he's still a great follow on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. And- you hear him talk shit. He'll still talk shit to this day. Yeah, no, he'll never stop talking shit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, how did we get on that? <laughs> oh, we were discussing live footage, uh, bad quality. Oh, yeah. So I was uh, asking if that original House of Horrors footage would, you know, if the lyrics were any different or, you know, things like that that we've been trying to figure out that this doesn't feel like one of them. Yeah, we'll, have to, tracks. Uh, we'll have to go and uh, double check that. We'll make notes. We'll see it on our... What do you call it? Instagram and such. We'll we'll post a video. But yeah, so Monoxide's verse. I don't know. Again, I don't. I'm sure if you if we sat here and read each line and talked about it, it just seems like kind of supernatural slash violence slash you know. Uh, again, uh, not- yeah, his his feels more. Uh, I guess they both kind of like you said. Less, I'm thinking vampire because of those couple lines by uh, Madrox, but this is also kind of possession because he's talking about he's being a paranoid schizophrenic, kind of kidnapping some dude, locking him in his trunk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you go back to it's being like he's possessed by something, another unsolved mystery. Make it so your bodies are never found, like unsolved mysteries. My eyes closed and rolled back. Yeah, it feels like they're both more possession maybe than vampire discussion. Yeah, maybe. I think we kind of alluded to that before. I, yeah. I, I can dig that. So then we have another chorus, and then we get to another Madrox verse. So add this to the overall list of things that, like, if we ever had a chance to ask, if no one's ever asked, maybe I'm stupid and people have asked all these questions already. We get the very beginning of a Madrox verse. So we get a couple lines, which are actually kind of fucking sweet. Like, oh, this probably my favorite just you call it bars or whatever yeah these couple lines are my favorite of his i think his entire like catalog <laughs> it just sounds so cool yeah if we're talking lines that stick out in this song this is the part that sticks out to oh me. for sure and uh 
and then halfway through it cuts off. Mm-hmm. And so personal story for me, I remember back, I don't want to say when this came out, but I mean, we're talking like 99, 2000, like that era. Mm-hmm. Our friend Rex, who was on an earlier episode this season with us, um, I very distinctly remember him saying, isn't it weird that that song cut off? Like, I wonder what the rest of that verse was. And I don't know if I just never put that together. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just <laughs> just assume that was it. Like, yeah, it I was just, on purpose. I just listened to the song just for what it was, and he right. was he was just way deeper into what the song was about, I guess, than than I was. And I'm like, oh, I never picked up on that. But now, obviously, in retrospect, it's it's crazy that it just it ends. Like, if we're going down the path of him being possessed. Yeah, is he like breaking out of that, or like, or what? this is someone else? This is a different character? He's oh, here we go with you and your your rapping and character. <laughs> yeah, because this, this guy's hunting down the possessed demon vampires. Um, am I dead, alive, or just True. a ghost? That, that goes back to being possessed. Yeah, and he, he gets the headache, and like, it's a cool like uh, in the live setting. I can picture Madrox like on his knees where he's like, you know, the light is just on him right. and the stomach hurts and then it's blacks Clicks out. out and then it goes to the next song. So yeah, at that point, that was it. Mm-hmm. Like the song ends. And then if you're following along with the, uh, original version, the next song does not fucking match that <laughs> no. at all. It's just, I mean, it's like wrestling, you know, you have such a, you have a, a five star high flying top match you gotta have a come down match and, and spelled come a different way. <laughs> back to this cutting out though. All the way back to the beginning. Back to the beginning. No wonder your stomach hurts. Yeah, definitely. Back to the beginning. We were saying it's very strange to have a song that cuts into the chorus. So this also just cuts out. Usually you Randomly. end on a chorus, so it's almost like. This song's just like an infinity, like... Oh, look at you. They just keep adding to it. Maybe that's just the gimmick. They're just going to keep adding pieces so, to it till it's like this... I Yes. You're jumping a little ahead, <laughs> but I I agree. This is just hitting my mind now, because I never even thought that, yeah, they cut into the chorus to start, which is strange. So, like, what are we missing in the front? We always discuss what we're missing in the back. Oh, man. But what are we missing in the front of the song? Now you're just... That's way too deep. I can't handle that. I need a full album of just one song. (laughs) I think that's what we're heading towards. I think that is what we're heading towards. (laughs) That's the track. If we just want to call it that for right now, the song ends in the middle of Jamie's verse, and you're left to wonder, oh, all right, that's something. Fast forward 20 years. (laughs) 20 goddamn years. Something that I just learned literally yesterday. Although Chris learned the other half of this yesterday, too. And I <laughs> so, own that. And I own it. <laughs> um, <laughs> 20 years later, in January of 2017, Twisted releases uh, their CD, The Continuous Evolutions of Life's Question Marks. What a, what a mouthful of a I know. album I title. <laughs> and you thought ISI was a mouthful. I <laughs> Yeah, we just call this question marks for short. Is that okay? That's what we call bizarre. That's true. <laughs> um, so this came out in 2017 in January. There's a song, That's Why They All Hate Us More Than You'll Ever Know. At the end of this song, there's just like, again, I don't know what the fuck this song is about. I don't know the last time you've listened to this song. Yeah, I know. No clue what it's about. Full song, 
and then the beat just kind of like goes off and then it turns into how does it feel and it's an updated version like it's not the old version it's cleaned up it starts with the chorus and then it restarts madrox's verse like from the start you know we're going vampire hunting with a nine millimeter right. It's clearly re-sung. You know, it's it's all yeah, new. Yeah, recorded the whole thing. And it's a full verse. Mm-hmm. So they've completed this song 20 years later. Um, and we can get into whatever Madrox talks about here. Um, pretty much he, it, where the original cut off, you know, he's got a migraine headache, my stomach hurts. And then he's talking about buying sedatives, buying drugs in a church. Again, like... We've mentioned this in, in other episodes. Towards the end of his verse, again, we're, we're talking, this is 20 years, so think about all the time of Twisted's history that's passed. They call us freak shows. They treat us like mutants with X's in the middle of our... And then, so they're... So even like the Infected by the Crimson Twins, there's so many references yeah, to all their calling CDs. all of this shit. It's an interesting callback to their history. Mm-hmm. Um... And then you get the hook and you get a monoxide verse, which is actually pretty long. And then that cuts off. So many questions here, like, did did they know they were going to do this when they started the, the track? I don't, they like, couldn't have, right? When they wrote no this way. in 97, why did they cut it off? What did they have in mind? What made them redo it? And obviously, when you do it once, now you're thinking, like, oh, we can do it again. Like, what's their plan? And they wouldn't say it, but, like... What's the plan again for the mm-hmm. for the next track? Like, are they gonna just keep doing this, like you said, or I yeah, don't know? Uh, when it first started, I there's no way they had this plan in mind. I don't think doesn't seem like it, especially like you said when they uh, the lyrics call back to all the albums, you know? Right. But it definitely feels like yeah. Now it's well, like, obviously like I don't mean the, they knew the lyrics, but no, I wonder if but, they had it in mind that this was something like they wanted to always wait, wait for. A f- Having their time, back like when, it, when it felt right to do it, but it's hard to say. But yeah, like I said, now I want to hear more so than like the finishing of Monoxide's part. I want to hear like the beginning, but maybe it all loops. Maybe it'll be just like a continuous circle. Do you ever hear any of those? There's like albums that do that, right? An album, if you play it straight through and like play it on repeat, the last track will like bleed into the first track. I think uh, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard has an album like that, where if you listen to it on a repeat, it, you could just listen to it in a continuous loop. It'd be kind of cool if this track... Did the same like thing. Like, whenever they finish Monoxides, it wraps back into that chorus at the beginning, mm-hmm. and you can make it a continuous loop. 
At this point, it has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're willing it to yeah, happen now that now that they've started this train. I feel like it needs to. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I I guess uh, I, we should back up. The part that I didn't realize is that it was part of the CD. I this was like an era of I twisted. Oh, see, I knew that. I was opposite. Yeah, I, I never knew this was on the CD. Like I, I've listened to it, but it wasn't like my era of like listening to every CD and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I think I own it and I've heard it, but I'm I never, <laughs> never like, like got to that point. Put, put it together, yeah. <laughs> I always knew that in uh, the fall of 17, Twisted Shop put out a vinyl, which was a 1 in 500, and it uh, had How Does It Feel on the A side, but then it had this updated version on the B side. I'm always like, oh, that's cool that they did that. Fucking Chris knew it was on the (laughs) CD, but didn't know it was on the vinyl. (laughs) I have the vinyl in the collection. Uh Which uh, our good friend Brendan... uh, Gave to you, right? yeah. Nice little care package. I don't know. He's like, "Oh, you collect vinyl," and he like passed along a few of the forty fives. I'm like, oh, "I don't want to collect forty fives," but he sent just the old school ones, which is exactly the only ones I wanted. Yeah. So it was fucking perfect. But I never put two and two together that the B side on that was the, <laughs> the full version. I thought that was why that was cool. That's why like everyone <laughs> wanted it. Well, I never even like collected those. I just bought the full albums. So I just assumed, oh, it's just the. I, I think when I looked at it, I thought it was instrumental, like because that's usually it's either a second, you know, another yeah. song or an instrumental. So I just, I think I might have just like looked at it and thought it was instrumental. So where does that one start? It just starts with the the hook and then Madrox's verse, right? It doesn't like have the whole the full thing. Yeah, it can't. Dust it off after this and throw it on. <laughs> what number do you have? Do you know? No, I don't. I didn't look at the. Number. I didn't even know it was numbered. <laughs> and it's, I think it's one out of 500 is what I'm. Well, thank you, getting. Brendo. Good brother. <laughs> he is a good brother. We'll, I'll use some t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have him on an episode of uh, something somewhere down the line. We definitely, we have so many people we want to get uh, to be a part of this. We just, we can't. We're, we're getting our groove. So yes. sorry early on, but we have some guests lined up. We yeah. have, we have to get a guest for the next one. Cause Jesus Christ. <laughs> How do we get through this? <laughs> We've had some guests. We'll have some more. And Brendan's definitely one of those uh, behind the scenes. Like we run stuff by him definitely. for questions. And this was one of them. I think we asked him you know, about the song. And I don't remember. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing track of shit. We need He's to- usually one, one of the few that were like, hey, is this right? Or are we like fucking morons yeah. right now? <laughs> yeah. Did we forget about something totally? Can you... Uh, reiterate something for us <laughs> i guess we can it's weird like uh, we've done the lyrics the, the history of the track is almost like the future of the track which is crazy like it's right it's all over the place it goes from from demo to 20 years later it's still kicking right is it another, and it's still a mystery because it just cuts off you're waiting yeah is it gonna be another 20 years before it comes out again <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I don't think we have it in us. We're going to have to redo this season in 20 years. Is there anything, man, what a fucking, I, this is a weird question every time, but like the everlasting part of the juggle of culture, where does this fall? Like, is it, I don't know how to, let me rephrase this. It's really cool in retrospect, how they did this, how they keep adding on to it. But was it not a big enough song at the time to warrant like a holy shit? Like I can't believe they did that. So for certain it, people, it definitely did, right? I 
I don't know. Like, I, again, that CD era, I wasn't like die hard into the Juggalo scene. I mean, I we've never like gotten into this in our eras or whatever. But right. I feel like every year I would always go to you know Halloween or Fright Fest. Um, every October I get the itch, but yeah. I'm listening to stuff from my time. Yeah, I'm not. But even like when pulling a new, out newer stuff, really. when, a new, when a new CD came out, I would still get it. I would still listen to it. It wasn't like I was. You know, some people just totally fall off of it. Like from A to B, they don't even think about mm-hmm. Juggalo stuff. That was never really our case. We were still like... Yeah, but you listen to it once and then just forget. But for, for something like this to happen... How did we... Yeah, did people listen to this and just blow their fucking minds? So like, oh my God, like right. I can't believe that was there. I don't really remember. But I guess that was my question. Is that because we weren't a part of it? Or because it wasn't like a huge hit? It's not like it was... You know, fucking uh, Rock the Dead or mm-hmm. Mutant X or something that was like uh, above and beyond in, in their culture. Both. You got a mix of our generations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you stuck it out and you were you know fully into it and that happened and you were feeling, I'm sure, blew your mind awesome. But then, like we were saying a few uh, episodes back of, I think it was first day out, we were discussing of like newer generations. Like, do they know this? Do they understand? Like, yeah. they into it. I imagine that pops on and you're just like, oh, this is a new song, which is kind of weird. Like, it's yeah. almost like it's within they're the experiencing track. the same thing that we experienced back in 98. <laughs> like, oh, this song just cuts in, like, out of nowhere and then just ends out of nowhere. Yeah. It's almost like they they felt the same thing we did when this first came out. I wonder, there's, uh, we should, maybe we'll, we'll post this on social media, but I don't have it in front of me. There's no way you own the CD, right? Physically? See, I have the vinyl. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, I just wondered, do they have anything in the like? Do they have liner notes in it about this? Like, hey, I don't know if that has like a like a little fold, a out, fold book out or, or anything. whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll post pictures of that if, if we'll there update, is something. Yeah, with that. I just wonder how you would toss that in there. Also, it was a Scott Sumner song for them to redo the beat. How hard is that? Like, I don't know. I'm not a technical. I mean, they probably just had that sitting around like but it was an it's an updated version like it it, it hits different it's just cleaned up i think because it's still the same uh i think it's new added some stuff to I it i think so recreated it maybe they didn't even maybe they even lost the original just recreated <laughs> it from scratch i just wonder how how hard is that like if you're a top-notch producer can I'm you just sure it's fine you can just like hear what a beat is made of and just kind of recreate it need steve who'd yeah, could, like, I don't know. Like, you ask him the question if you just recreate one. How hard easily. is that? I'm not sure, but I feel like they did it. I don't think they just like reused an instrumental. They like yeah. it's definitely an updated sound, which I think sounds really good. Better than the original sound. Yes, because the original is like done in the uh... very nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was done in the disc. This is done like 20 years later. Yeah, it's true. So I. I like it. Like the first time I heard it, I'm like, oh, this shit's real cool. But I guess, again, I didn't really think about, you know, what it meant or what it was about. I also don't know if I really realized that Monoxide's verse cut out until recently. <laughs> so I I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what I'm listening to. And that's why we're here, right? To- well, like when that album came out, like I said, I listened to it maybe once, twice, and like probably thought, like seeing that, you know, it had it happened and was like, oh, that's cool. And then just went on to like the next album that's new, and then like two hours later, totally forgot. Like, yeah, that's just something with the product of like music nowadays. We, me and my buddy, say there's too much music. 
Everything's at your fingertips, and you listen to it a handful of times. And if something sticks, you go back. But like in '98, CD, as you say, comes out. <laughs> you buy it. It's in your car. It's in your bedroom. You're just playing it like fucking constantly. You played yeah. that so many times, and nowadays it's, it's yeah you're right it's, it's part a, it's, part being a juggalo and being obsessed with the music but it's also like just the times where you had booklets of cds and you listen to that stuff like crazy and read the booklets i still now do what are you like talking about overwhelmed with your amount of music you know there's a lot of music too much music too much wrestling dead both yeah Overconsumption <laughs> of everything streaming services tv shows I'm just getting the Sopranos. <laughs> Not to timestamp ourselves, but Chris is watching the Sopranos 20 years after the fact. It's finally, finally watching it. It's amazing. Just like uh, maybe you're listening to this right now and sure. you're, you're just learning about uh, most tasteless. That's okay. It's never too late. Never too late to watch the Sopranos. Never too late to learn about most yeah. tasteless. Don't judge anyone if they've never listened to most tasteless or watch the Sopranos. If you want to make references to either, enjoy it. It's good. Just don't make references before Chris has seen it because I'm dying to tell him spoilers. Yeah, if I run into you on the streets, don't reference anything from Sopranos post season three right now. <laughs> we can't, we can't, God damn it, I want to talk about it so bad. We can't talk about them chasing the Russian. What? <laughs> it's the best episode in the series, and Chris is right about to watch it. <laughs> Just like uh, we're in the studio right now and Star Wars is on, and I have no clue what the fuck it is. There's I'm, something you need to sit down and I've watch. I've never seen two seconds of it. Oh, man. <laughs> you said don't judge. You just said it. Don't judge if you haven't listened to most tastes. I'm just, I just said don't judge once you finally watch it. Anyone like. No, you were. You're you going to watch a classic. Is that what Star Wars is? Oh, yeah. What order do I have to listen to it? Oh, listen to it. Jesus. <laughs> what What do you... Uh, I listen to your boy Jiggles having his uh, Juggalo Roundtable. Yes. And that's a, that's a good listen. If you guys haven't listened to that, um, it's on Spotify and everywhere. I think it's just Juggalo Roundtable. They originally talked about what order to listen to the Joker cards in, and he related it to the Star Wars. There's like a name where you listen, or you listen, Jesus, where you watch them in random fucking order, and it makes sense. I forget, what, well, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, there's a handful of different like ways to go through it, and there's one that's like totally off the walls, like not... But they were talking about that like for CDs, and I didn't know if you had a, a reference for the Star Wars. For your Wars. first time, I'd watch it as they released... Because that original trilogy is so good. Everything else is secondary. You feel that... Uh, the new know. ones are just like nostalgic fun, except uh, this is very controversial, but uh, uh, Last Jedi I love. Everyone hates on Last Jedi, and at least on Twitter, and I love that one. It's very unique. It's at least original, where the other two in the new trilogy are just like nostalgia bumps. What are we talking about? Twisting? <laughs> We're talking about Star Wars, and I'm <laughs> trying to teach me, but I've... I'll sit down and watch them one day. <laughs> yeah, what was my point? I don't know what my point was. Uh, but this is just a, an interesting song in the fact that it spans from pre-Twisted to 20 years later. Right. Like, it's, it's, Twisted it, on their own now with their own label and their yeah. own persona and building their own... Totally uh, different sound. Like, Monoxide, his, his lyrics and his... his Delivery is so different. Well, for sure, it definitely is way different. It's an updated one. Yeah, so this is a, an interesting track front to back if you listen to them combined, which I'm sure someone has out there. I'm sure YouTube, you can 
someone's mixed the two. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just listening to them back to back, it's it's crazy that it's one continuous song, one continuous evolution of <laughs> life's questions. I'm telling you, it should end with just one album of an hour long song where it all loops continuously. Maybe that's uh, coming up. We'll dig into that. We'll get your answers. All right. Uh, we've talked about other versions. Obviously, that was on the uh, another, totally another CD and vinyl. If we're just talking the original, God, I feel like now we're like super deep dive into the new version, and that's like <laughs> on my brain. Original version, most tasteless. Where are you ranking it? Oh, right at the top, top, top three. Really? It's up there, right behind, Woo. right behind, or even ahead of. Uh, uh, die, motherfucker, die, and secondhand smoke. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, for me, it's one of the it's one of the top ones on the album. All right, I don't know. I'm for me, not so much. Middle to bottom. I oh think. wow, <laughs> <laughs> man! <laughs> the updated version, real cool, but and the idea of what they did with it. Real cool, but just stand alone. Just off of Mandrax's for second verse where it cuts off. That, those couple lines are so fucking good. <laughs> those are like the stand alone. It, we didn't talk about it, but yeah, the the iconic or the the takeaway right. verses. It really is, and it's kind of a shame at the time that yeah that got cut off. It's but like, like it's yeah, so hyped up listening to that. Yeah, I'm. I was just scrolling now through it, and I I put it. Top three. We'll do at the very end our round table of uh That's a good idea. We'll talk about where all these songs where they rank, but it's it's definitely in the top half, if not one of the top three. All right. Well <laughs> the, let's take it a step further. What about all time? Is that like an all timer for you? Yeah, if I had to make the we say the C D R forty forty, forty five minute C D mix for someone, I'd throw this on there. Oof. Yeah. Not so much for me, but it's still very good, but it's, I don't yeah. know, doesn't cut that high for me. But that's okay. If you like it, that's what we're here for. That's on you. Yes. Everyone has their own opinion. Do we have anything else to discuss with how does it feel? No, just uh, mentally preparing for next week. No, we may need a break. <laughs> you may not hear from us for a while about that one. We keep alluding to it, but uh, we're just coasting our way there. We're you like not. stories. This is kind of a story. <laughs> it's going to be a story about Chris and I avoiding talking about the lyrics. <laughs> we wanted a theme song for the lyric deep dive, and then we're just going to abandon it because we're going to. It's a collapsible segment. And the next, <laughs> next up, like, ah, nah, we don't have to do with that. We'll just call it a day. I mean, the, the beat, the music's cool. We're getting way out of ourselves. <laughs> Tune in next week yeah. for that. But for right now, I think we're putting a bow on how does it feel, unless you have anything else that we need to talk about. I do not. All right. Well, that's uh, another episode in the books. Thank you for joining us. If you want to follow us on social media, the Instagram and Twitter are at RWD. You can find us on Facebook. You can email us at juggalorwd at gmail.com. And you can find us on the World Wide Web at juggalorewind.com. Don't forget to find us wherever you're listening to this, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Google. 
share it with your friends, let them know. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new juggalo or if you're a old time juggalo, you're going to find something interesting in all these episodes, this in the future and, uh, go back and listen to the whole season. And maybe you're, uh, you know, a friend of ours from overseas back when, uh, Twisted were a traveling freak show in the uh, Eastern European days. Jesus Christ. If you watched, you know, the, the old uh, documentary, you would know about that. <sighs> All right, I got to go. It's getting late. I can't handle this anymore. I'm. My name is Peter. That is Chris. He's bugging the shit out of me, and we got to go. <laughs> we'll see you next week for the most uh, uncomfortable episode ever on the Juggalo Rewind. Thank you. Weirdo fuck. All music played in this episode and in this entire season is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. Season 1 of The Juggalo Rewind, Most Tasteless, has been produced and distributed with full permission from Magic Ninja Entertainment. Thank you to George, Mike, Dustin, and Twisted, and everyone at Magic Ninja for allowing us to do this podcast for you.